Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Tea Talks with Food, where you get to listen to some pretty good book reviews while also learning more about one of the most famous beverages in the world, tea. I'm your host, Lex Kudu, and today I'm reviewing a book that gained quite a bit of popularity with one of our very new guest reviewers, Anjali. Anjali, want to say a few words? Uh, hi, everyone. Anjali. I'm an income and medical student at the University of the West Indies. And right now, I'm just trying to read as many books as I can before moving on to medical books. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. And we're all happy to have Anjali here today. And our book chosen by her that we're, we will be reviewing is Red, White and Royal Blue. Something that kind of gained a bit of popularity during its debut. And I really only read it because Anjali said it was good. So there's that. But before we continue on talking about this book, let's get our tea of the day. So today we're continuing our trend of traditional Asian teas. This one is a traditional Chinese blend, pu'er. There's a black and green variety and this type of tea is aged naturally and it's naturally fermented as well. And it has been revered in traditional tea societies in Asia for centuries because of its high concentration of polyphenols, catechins and flavonoids of very important chemicals, if you've been following along thus far. Pu'er tea is the most oxidized type of tea, and just like fine wine, it gets better with age. Some of the most rare and expensive pu'er teas are aged for more than 50 years. And the tea usually undergoes a two-part fermentation process using Yunnan green leaves and a humid environment. This fermentation process allows beneficial bacteria and fungal bacteria to develop, and this is um, what gives the tea its health benefits. After the tea leaves are aged and fermented, they're packed into bricks or sold as loose leaf teas. And pu'er generally increases energy and improves mental focus. And it also promotes cardio health. So it's a really, really cool tea, cool fermentation process. It ages like wine. What more do you want? You can basically combine tea and wine. What more do you want? Anyway. Now we can get into red, white, and royal blue. So we're starting off this book where we meet the son of the first female president, Alex. Alex is insanely smart, insanely sarcastic, all around a gem of a person. And you get to see his interactions between, you get to see the interactions between Alex, his sister June, uh, full name Juniper. I think Juniper is such a pretty name, honestly. And their other friend, Nora, and they're known as the White House Trio. So how did you feel when you got to see that dynamic between them? I honestly thought it was amazing. I think it because, I mean, first of all, he's the son of the first female president, right? That has to count for something. Exactly, exactly. The first mixed female president. That too. Especially <laughs> since it all came down to just Texas. But... um. <laughs> I think I like how the authors um, developed the characters, but they all had their own personalities. Even though they were friends, you could you could like feel that difference in so many ways. Definitely, they were very they weren't two D. Their personality was very two dimensional, and I really loved it because even though Alex was very smart and whatnot, he was very dense. Yeah. And then um, Juniper was very. Uh, I guess she was very, she had, she, her mind was very analytic and whatnot, and she was very strategic, 
but she also um had she also got nervous really quickly with things concerning her family so that showed that she cared and they were all just very they had depth and I liked characters that have depth in books it makes yeah. it look good reading I think it was be- like I well obviously I knew Ali main character of it mm-hmm. but like that he wasn't the only one that was that like yeah. had a like all of them you were just so interested in all the characters and not just him which was mm-hmm. you know yeah. so that was nice definitely I think um and then when I met Henry at the wedding so Alex and Nora and June they all end up going to the British royal wedding and Alex has hated Prince Henry for as long as he could remember um and you find out later it wasn't he it really wasn't he and it was so ironic but it was I did not expect the cake to top over a $75,000 cake just wasn't some so it does have comedic relief it was worth it it's amazing um and then Henry is the standoffish cinnamon rule of a person Henry's amazing Henry was just, Henry was like that fluffy pillow to Alex sharp witch and it was really nice to see them develop yeah it was really nice to see them develop from friends um what did you think when you first saw that first interaction between Alex and Henry so I I kind of saw it from both points of views because I mean they're both around the same age. They both had this like immense pressure to be the best version of themselves and was like constantly compared in media, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, they hated each other and whatnot. I think it was more like the pressure of the media and like people like pitting them against each other that more contributed to the hate. Because I think they could have been very good friends had it been different circumstances, but. Definitely, definitely. And I think Alex subconsciously recognized that. So that's why he initially went with hate because it was easier than trying to build a relationship. Um, and and I like because I think, like, I mean, it's a very expensive cake at a royal wedding, right? Mm-hmm. And for that, it was probably, I don't know. To me, I like that's probably like the beginning of. Henry realizing, okay, he doesn't have to follow everything, like all the rules of the royal family, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I believe Alex definitely helped Henry to um make his own way instead of just, you know, going along with the flu. Because it was sapping like all of Henry's energy and just his kind of like his will to live. And I hated seeing that. It was so sad. I think I would like to see this book from like Henry's perspective or even a book about Henry growing up in the royal family like how he is now I think that would be like a good backstory it would be interesting it would be interesting but as a book alone I think that it was a well-rounded novel you know some novels they leave at um they, they leave playing edges and uh, mm-hmm. open-ended endings that are annoying or cliffhangers that don't make any sense but no this book she it rounded off nicely I appreciated it um, I appreciated the symbolistic end where he finally opens this home that was um, in his family when it was whole and I believe it symbolizes him going into the future 
you know, not keeping anything back, accepting all parts of himself. That was very nice. And then aside from all the really nice character development, I really enjoyed learning about the different political facets in, you know, campaigning again for re-election. Because I was aware with a lot of work, but it was so much technicality and I really appreciated that. Yes, because I... I just saw this book on Book Talk, right? Most there, but like the way people talked about this, I was like, okay, I need to try it. So I went into this book not knowing anything besides Alex being the first son and Henry being a prince, right? I didn't know anything about it, and so I didn't expect to like get so much detail about the election or like going into the royal family or things like that. And so the way they describe it and pull it together and I mean when they were waiting for the final results and anticipation of it, you like you could literally feel it. Yes, you could have. Yeah. Ooh. And I really like how they um flashed back to the emotions that they felt the first time his mother Ellen won. Because it was such a historic moment in the book and it really does put into perspective how historic it would be for the American people to not only have a female president at some point, but to have a female president who is not white, who represents all the minorities that make America, America. That is so monumental. And I think the book captured that essence really well. Yeah, and I think... There was one part where Henry said when they actually found out and his mother, not Henry, um, Alex, when his mother was actually like, well, became the president with the results and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And she, and then um, Nora and June was next to her and he was just like, you know, he's just going to step back and let them enjoy the moment because there was more for him. And I think at that moment, I was just like, okay, I think Alex is like, so well written, so perfect. <laughs> nice. I really, I really like that part as well. From the best way, I was like, yes, 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 a thousand times yes. But I really did like that. And then the cutesy exchanges between Henry and Alex, even when it was passive aggressive, <laughs> straight until it wasn't passive aggressive, it was amusing. It was amusing. I like and- the way- Tease him about being like three inches taller than him. <laughs> was- I think I liked him. He, he, you can see that Alex is very uh, determined to get what he wants. I've seen when he was boosted for a couple of months. Yeah, he took matters into his own hands. I can respect that. <laughs> I think, I think Henry, like besides him being like the kind of stuck up pompous person for the media like maintaining the image of the royal family I think that Alex kind of brought out this whole normal part of him where he's have to pretend to be something he's not or things like that and and I think in a way like when Alex took him back to their family home in the ending and stuff like that he kind of introduced him and like said okay you're part of my family now you know you don't have to pretend adorable absolutely adorable And I don't know about you, but I am a sucker for literature. And you see those letter exchanges between Henry and Alex, where they both literally dived into history to get these different um, perspectives from these different relationships. Sapphic, um, 
straight, all of that. I, mm, mm. Pretty famous, that, that just, that did it for me, it did it for me. I'm a sucker for literature. And I think letters in any book, I have such a good time reading it. I don't know why, but it's just, especially how they're like pulled from history, like the different people yes. and what they It's basically just drawing strength from seeing that their, their situation has happened and it did prosper, it did thrive. And I mean, they would get what they want eventually. I mean, they literally <laughs> would history, right? So, yeah, it was just, it, it was really heartwarming. It was really, really heartwarming. And I think that was one of the things that really stood out to me in the book again. So that all of these different things, the political intrigue, the craft, the development and plot, and then just, the interactions, they, they, were, they were very real, they were very, I think they were portrayed very well, at least in my opinion. And it, for me, it made the book one of the best I've read this year. It was quite enjoyable. It was really, really enjoyable. I think one. it was easy, fun read. And I mean, I like, um, like romantic comedy movies, right? So I think this book was just that, but in book form. Like, I mean, I know there's going to be a movie soon and whatnot, but this book was just, it was like a feel-good, easy read. So, like, if you need to pick me up. I agree. I agree. Well, I think we covered all the main points. Anything else you want to mention about the book? Um, <laughs> I think the only thing, which isn't really, like, a downfall of it. It was just, like, you know Pez, right? Henry's mm-hmm. best friend. He was, like, introduced to, like, a few scenes. And, like, I think he liked Nora. But we never really saw anything of him after that. And, I mean, I know he's not, like, the main focus of this book. But, I mean, I would have liked to see him a little more. Uh, he was probably was one of the side characters. That was more of an afterthought. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, um, you didn't know about him in the moment. But when you finished, you were just like, wait, this... I'm trying to remember reading about him. <laughs> Honestly, I think that the city dynamic I have is Alex and Henry inseparable. And then Pez and Nora could, no, Pez and June could have been, I believe, because it was June that he liked, wasn't it? Or Nora? It was June, yeah, June. So I was like, so Pez and June could have been if Nora was not there. True. But I I, I understand um, what you get. I would have liked to see it, see that. Um, relationship build yeah but I guess they want us to infer that um, all of them are good because it became I think it was the super six the su- supreme six or something yes so, like going from like white to like adding in more people and yeah I mean, if you don't think about it they, they did become some of the most powerful young adults in the world in the western hemisphere at the very least so yeah, they, they, they earned that name. They earned that name. But yeah, I agree. I'd like to see more of Pez. He, he, was, like, he, he was just a... He was like cotton candy, basically. Yes. <laughs> and not just because he wore pink. He was just very bubbly. And I, I appreciated his character. He kind of lightened the mood when... when yeah. Like... He was the comedic relief in human yeah. form. Uh, but anyway, I believe um, that basically wraps up this episode. I think that was about all. 
I mean, it has some tropes that whoever is listening would love. I mean, you have like fake friendships. You have <laughs> enemies to lovers. <laughs> passive ag- passive aggressive um banter between the main uh, protagonists you also have where and i think this is ironic i love this twist where um zara and the head of henry's royal um because bodyguard <laughs> both of them got married with nobody none the wiser <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like how they all still kept it professional too yeah, I could appreciate that, but honestly, do you know how bad us you have to be to get married over the weekend? <laughs> oh my god! Like it was amazing. That that was amazing. That I was laughing for quite a while when I saw that. But yeah, so that basically wraps up today's episode, guys. Um. So as always, you can find this episode and others on our cast, which distributes to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, and a couple others I can't remember. And of course, we want to thank Angie for being here with us today. And of course, expect her on future episodes. <laughs> Have more. So that's it from both of us today, guys. See you next time. Bye.